Hello, welcome everyone to the Work From Home show. I'm your host, Nikki Weisgarber, and today I'm joined by Angie DeWong, Manager, People and Culture at Avanti. Welcome, Angie. Hi, Nikki. Well, let's start the conversation and let's tell the audience a little bit about Avanti and your role over there. Absolutely. So Avanti Software is an innovative suite of cloud-based HR and payroll solutions. So our platform really helps our clients to recruit, effectively manage, retain, and engage employees using software that can really process the most complex organizational needs across Canada. Um, And then in my role in particular, so I lead our people team, um, and I've been part of the organization for coming up a year now. My one-year anniversary is on May 1st, which is an exciting milestone for us. Nice. And have you been at Avanti for a while and just kind of transitioned to this role? Were you with another organization? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this will be my one year anniversary with Avanti. Previously, I was with a company called Benevity, where I did very much of the same thing, Um, you know, growing a small company to a bigger company. So hoping to redo that with Avanti. Um, Avanti's in kind of a similar stage of growth as where Benevity was when I had initially joined them at at that time. So um, just looking forward to doing the same things in a smarter, more efficient, and just as innovative way. Yeah, learning from experience, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're looking forward to hearing your insights uh, from working with Benevity and then Avanti here. And so tell us a little bit about like how prepared was Avanti to quickly move towards a remote working environment, kind of touching on the challenges. And then obviously we want to hear about the successes um, and those successes that potentially uh, other organizations can uh, look at in, in their best practices as well. Yeah, for sure. So I think our situation is really relatable to a lot of other companies because sometimes I think people think of technology companies and transitioning to a remote working situation and they go, oh, it's super easy. You know, those tech companies have laptops and like high tech gadgets or doodads or whatever. Um, But really, like we were very quite traditional in terms of our office setup. So most people were on desktop computers. I'd say probably something like 70% of our team were on desktop computers and maybe about 30% were on laptops. Um, So you could see how there is, you know, less mobility for people to quickly transition. Um, Luckily, though, we had started to have these conversations prior to any of the COVID-19 situation stuff happening. Like we had already started assessing and thinking about our IT strategy um, as it pertains to like how flexible we are for our people and can they work from wherever can they work from home like what does the security requirements look like and what do you know like in terms of like uh, power for the like how powerful the machines are like do laptops work just as well as the desktops that we have um, so those conversations had already started and I think the COVID-19 situation really just acted as a catalyst to speed things up for us Um, And so very quickly, as we kind of watched the situation unfold um, outside of Canada, we decided to start putting in the kind of the steps to set our teams up for success working from homes. Um, And we started with the team that probably needed the most uh, support in order to get set up. And that is our client support team. Um, So we very quickly with the IT team and the support team figured out like what are the things that they need, right? And so um, a minimum kind of work from home kit was created and sent to everyone. And we figured out a plan to deploy these kits should we unexpectedly, you know, like have somebody that needs to start working from home from whether they fall ill or they, you know, have somebody in their household that falls ill and they can't come to the office anymore. Um, So the work from home kits originally contained a laptop, a second monitor, a headset and a mouse. And we slowly just kind of trickled that out to the rest of the organization. Um, What we started with for the rest of the teams was a survey. So we asked people, have you ever worked from home? Have you 
um, use a Avanti laptop to work from home or do you use your own personal equipment to work from home? And if you have worked from home or haven't worked from home, it doesn't matter, like what are the barriers to working from home? And so everybody responded and that allowed our IT teams to kind of formulate a strategy of like, these are the people that need like X, Y, Z, and we can order these and drop ship them to their houses or have them at the time, it wasn't a full lockdown of the office yet. So people were still able to come in and pick up equipment as needed. Um, so really the first couple of weeks was getting everyone set up to work from home. The other thing that I think was um, kind of a, a, a of like successful for us was the way that we were set up previously. So I'd mentioned that we were all um, predominantly on desktop computers, but the way that our access is set up is you can really remote in to your, like your machine in the office from wherever you are. Um, and so it's easy enough for our IT team to just send an email with an RDP connection to, to the person and they just have to install it on their computer and then they can remote in and start working. And so that really allowed us to transition quickly as we were slowly provisioning and ordering laptops and equipment to send out to people because people were still able to use their personal equipment in order to you know, be productive. Um, and so I would say that kind of that combined effort between the IT team and the people team in, in kind of understanding what the requirements were of our people and what we were able to do, what we could accommodate, we were really able to tackle the, the challenges very, very quickly. That's great. And like you guys were already sort of starting that process and this totally just escalated it. Yeah. And now you guys have a process in place. So I think that's a yeah. good, you know, positive coming out of it for sure. Yeah. And now that, you know, everybody is set up, whether that is, you know, they have their, you know, uh, their uh, laptops from, from the organization or they're using their personal computers. Um, let's touch on how, um, like what processes and practices have, has Avanti, um, employed to help build the culture from, you know, the work at home environment. Cause we know, you know, it's been challenging to, for me anyways, and I know that for a lot of my team members at Kudos, having that social connection and being at the office is, you know, just a big part of your day. So let's talk about a little bit about your best practices and processes around, uh, you know, how you're, you're keeping that culture in the work from home environment. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And I think we're doing a lot of kind of the best practices that a lot of other companies are doing as well. But I would say the ones that are really working for us is our leadership team has been posting every single day. So at least one of our co-CEOs or someone will be posting um, something around either gratitude or leader tips. Um, and so with the gratitude, we've done, you know, one full week of everybody share one thing they're grateful for every single day. So five days of gratitude, we've kind of dropped off to like a weekly gratitude that like everybody shares, like, you know, one thing that they're, they're super grateful for. Um, but that interspersed with the leadership tips of, you know, like working from home, like setting boundaries for yourself so that you have some kind of differentiation between like your work life and your personal life, which is a challenge for a lot of people. Uh, we've done a lot of tips to our leaders around positive thinking from, um, you know, like how to not always be thinking or preoccupied with COVID-19 if that's the only thing you read in your news feeds and your social media feeds, it's all over the place. So yeah. how do you kind of mitigate that? Um, creating routines, um, which is like super important and something that we actually started talking about today as our kind of leader tip for the day. Um, and then just ideas and sharing around um, how to support your team members from a distance. Um, so while these are getting posted in, uh, we use Microsoft Teams, 
um, in our kind of company-wide channels, as well as our private um, Avanti leaders channels. What we've also added for our leaders to better be able to support their teams is a weekly touch point. Um, so it's kind of an optional, you join if you can, and you don't have to stay for the full hour, but people kind of pop in and out, share some of their you know, challenges, their successes, um, ideas for other people to try out with their teams. And so that added touch point has been actually like really, really great. Um, and I love starting my week with you know, seeing all the faces of the leaders that I work with. Um, the other thing that we've done that I think a lot of other companies have done too is increase the frequency of all hands on deck meetings. So we used to do what we call Thrive Thursdays um, semi-monthly and they were really just a chance for us to share kind of business updates, business knowledge, like project updates, like that kind of stuff. And so we still have that as part of our content schedule, um, but because we've increased the frequency to weekly um, cadence, we've also added I guess you'd call it like two other content types. So um, one week it'll be business related content, kind of the usual. And then one week we'll do an ask me anything with our co-CEOs um, and soon to be management team members. So we'll have two people that are, you know, the ask me anything hosts and people can submit their questions in using Slido. And so we use Slido because it gives the opportunity to be anonymous or not. Um, and so, and you, and you can also kind of vote for what questions you want to see answered first. And so that gives us a nice way to see like, what's the most important thing that people are thinking about right now. Um, and then the third content type that, we, that we've implemented is what um, I call a five and five. And so we choose four people because the meetings are only 30 minutes long. So we choose four people and they present about themselves using five slides in five minutes. And so it's just a way for our people to build relationships and um, build rapport and get to know each other a little bit better during this time where we're all super separated from each other. Um, and that's also especially important because we haven't stopped hiring. So in the last six weeks that we've been um, working remotely as a company, we brought on two cohorts of newbies. Um, so that amounted to six new individuals who have now joined the company and have never had any in-person face-to-face kind of interaction with anyone. Um, so like that relationship building is super important. And um, the five and fives have, have done, you know, a significant amount of work and helping people get to know each other in a really fun casual way yeah the, um, i like the five and five idea we at kudos we do a five feature friday and it's yeah. not just about you know the features that we our development team our product team has been working on but we take the time in the first like 10 minutes and we have either their new employees to their organization talk about five things about themselves. So we get to know them on a more personal level, or maybe we talk about um, our clients as well. So maybe our top five mm -hmm. clients and, you know, some, um, some um, tips on, you know, what this, who this client is and who they are to us and, and what they do, just so that everybody in the organization um, knows people on a personal level, they know who our clients are and they know what features and, and products are kind of coming down the line as well. So I love that five and five and five feature Friday. Yeah. I think that's a, a great way to connect your team and, and, and get everybody kind of uh, understanding what's happening in the organization too. Yeah, I love that idea. I might steal that um, yeah. <laughs> the, the client one for for us to implement um, in the near term. Yeah, like we we found that we found that um, the people that knew the clients the best obviously were the client uh, success team because we're front mm -hmm. front facing, um, and you know the development team or maybe finance. They, maybe they weren't as familiar with. They know who our clients are, but they don't know what they do or what industry they're in. Um, so we decided to just kind of bring that piece in um, and get everybody sort of on the page on who our clients are, what they do, like even how big they are. Mm -hmm. 
as an organization um, and the work that we do for them. Uh, mm -hmm. So I think it's a great way for organizations to, um, you know, highlight their customers as well, because they're obviously the ones that make the business go round, totally, I love <laughs> including it. the employees. For sure. So um, you, you touched on this. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I just had one more thing I wanted to touch on in regards to how we're building culture. Um, and it's just increased like social touch points for all Avantians in a more kind of fun, casual way. Um, so we have a really great social committee that plans a bunch of different events. Um, and we've just really upped the frequency of those events. Um, so we've implemented what we call coffee buddies. So every week you sign up um, and you get paired with a different person and you just meet for 30 minutes to have a virtual coffee together and just get to know each other a little bit better. Um, I think a lot of companies are doing the virtual happy hour and we've done that um, once in, in over the last six weeks. Um, but what we found is the, I think we're a little bit more action oriented. And so while virtual happy hour was great to just kind of connect and, you know, have a beer with like your colleagues and whatnot. Um, I think we have a little bit more of a competitive drive and we, and we <laughs> like to do the things that um, where you could win something. <laughs> and so we've actually been doing uh, virtual charades and virtual Pictionary um, every Friday um, and we kind of alternate them. And that has um, gone, I, I would say probably swimmingly well, um, better received than virtual happy hour has been um, for sure. Um, so we break people out onto teams and, and then they, you know, have to do it. And you could also join as an observer and not a participant and just kind of watch the fun go down. Um, but we provide prizes, right? And I think that uh, because we have a, a pretty competitive spirit at Avanti, like a, a fun competitive spirit, spirit um, that the winning team gets gift cards. And so we, we were pretty intentional about that too. So we've given gift cards to everyone for the winners um, to skip the dishes with the messaging that, well, like, I mean, totally optional, like choose to eat from wherever you like eating, but we would love if you could support one of the local um, restaurants that are really not doing well and super impacted by all the closures in COVID-19. And so we hope that this gift card will go to some good. And, you know, th those businesses in Calgary will see a little bit of a, a difference in you know, the people that are kind of going to them. Yeah, that's a great idea. Supporting local during this time, I think, is super important. I've noticed in, in my community uh, Facebook feed, there's been a lot of people posting about all of the um, local restaurants in our area and like support them, keep them going. Um, and, you know, we've had clients as well reach out to us and ask how can we incorporate, um, you know, our reward system to include local, local organizations so that we're supporting them during this time too. So I think that's, um, I think that's a, a great option to, um, mm -hmm. to provide to the to the employees for sure um so what other um so during this time i think we've all and lots of other organizations have started developing um certain initiatives not just specifically for this time period and in the pandemic that's that's happening um but they started thinking about uh, initiatives that will transfer over um once this pandemic uh is is done with which i'm so done with it right now i want to go back to normal <laughs> Um, but what are some of the initiatives you developed during this time that you want to ensure transfer over when we go back, back to work and back to the new normal? Mm -hmm. I think that um, one of the things that we kind of realized and was kind of a happy um, realization for us is online training sessions work really, really well for, for a lot of our teams, um, especially our development team. Like they're finding that it's easier for um, the facilitator to present and 
for the, the participants to follow along with the, the coding sessions and be able to real time um, test it out on their their own setups um, because now they have you know at your, your at their uh, with their working from home kits they have their multiple monitors they have their laptops versus with the training sessions that we did on site like people were kind of restricted to their laptop monitor if they had brought that or just kind of watching and following along what the facilitator was doing um, and so I think that that for sure is definitely something that we're going to keep on doing and hold on to and um, have the online training sessions like even when we go back to the office just because we've realized it worked so much better for everybody um, and I think the other thing that we realize is that having kind of a a scattered team like when you do a training session to have some people in the room some people not in the room as we have done in the past like that doesn't work out to be a super great experience for the remote people mm -hmm. and so when you have everyone remote like everyone gets the same actually great experience that the facilitator is you know directed to you on the screen and everyone else on the screen too yeah. Um, so that's one thing I think we're going to keep on. We will probably keep on with our um, weekly all hands on deck and that rotating content schedule um, and probably beef it up and add more kind of different content types to that at that um, like the, the client story one that you had mentioned mm -hmm. for sure. Um, and the virtual social activities too. So one of the things that I think we realized is that um, we built a lot of empathy for our team members who are based outside of Calgary. So most of our team is in Calgary because we're headquartered there, but we have, you know, a smattering of people, like I think about 10 or so individuals who are based outside of Calgary. And by doing our social activities virtually, they can be just as included and everyone kind of is on that same level playing field, which um, we really, really love. Um, the regular gratitude sharing is something that, like, I think is going to become a regular kind of addition to our day-to-day, our -day, as well as the coffee chats. Um, we've, we've just found that I think before there was always an excuse of, you know, you're too busy or work, work is always so busy. You don't make the time to connect. And one of the kind of silver linings of the COVID-19 situation is people are taking the time and they're making the time to connect with others around things that are not just work related things and are really realizing how, um, how amazing it is and how, how much better it is for your relationship, your working relationship and, and your day. Yeah, and, and your culture in general, right? When you know more about your, your colleagues per, on a personal level and a professional level, I think that opens up lines of communication as well. They feel more comfortable connecting with you or communicating with you, or maybe you just actually find out the way that they like to communicate with you, right? Mm -hmm. And so that definitely builds upon uh, the foundation of your organization, the, the foundation, yeah, the culture is your foundation of the organization. So I think that definitely builds upon that, so. Yeah. Um, so kind of before we get into uh, the fun wrap up questions that I've prepared, um, do you have any like takeaways or any sort of last pieces of advice, whether that's tips or tricks that you kind of want to leave with our, our mm -hmm. audience today? For sure. Like, I think that the one thing that we haven't talked about, but has been something that we've really been intentional about at Avanti is um, caregiving. So a lot of parents now, a lot of our employees are finding that not only are they, you know, like, full-time Avantians, but they're full-time teachers, they're full-time caregivers, they're full-time chefs, um, they're doing it all. And so when um, the schools close, like we very quickly released a message to our people to say, just do your best, right? Um, and over kind of the weeks that like we've shared more kind of tips and tricks and kind of our philosophy around um, how to deal with like caregiving kids, your family, when everybody is quarantined to the house. So ultimately what it comes down to is own your own schedule. And so recognizing that one, like you're like, everyone's trying to respect boundaries of 
um, you know, other people like people who aren't able to shut off because your home is your office and it's all blending together, but also respecting that there are some people who can't abide by a traditional schedule anymore because they need to, you know, make time to feed their kids. They need to make time for this and that during the day. And maybe the only time they have available to catch up on some of their work is wonky hours in the evening. And so recognizing that one size doesn't fit all in this situation, we've shared a bunch of tips with our people to, to use um, teams, um, the team status for availability and, and schedule. So to maybe say like, I'm not available from like one, 11 to one, because I need to feed myself, I need to feed my kids, I need to get, you know, everything cleaned up, and then I can get back to work. Um, and we've encouraged people to use uh, the do not disturb uh, as well as part of teams to mute distractions. So whether it's, you know, like useful for just if you're in a meeting um, and you don't want a bunch of messages popping up or if you just need to focus on helping your kid with their math homework um, and you need to mute the distraction or if you have a traditional kind of work hour um, and in the evenings is when some of your other teammates tend like, you know, go to do their messages because of their non-traditional work hours, you can mute um, the distractions in the evening. So you're not constantly getting pinged on your phone um, and feeling the need to respond. Um, so it's been articulated very clearly to our people where it's, we all know what, you know, the traditional working hours are. Um, and we understand everyone has different situations and how do we address that as an organization to accommodate um, everybody. Yep. No, that's like, those are great. Those are great tips. I have two children. <laughs> <laughs> And let me tell you, <laughs> it has been a whirlwind around here. So, <laughs> but, uh, you know, our like kudos has been really fantastic too, about just making sure um, to communicate that it's all right. You know, these are unprecedented times. Do what you need to do. Find your routine, you know, do what you need to do and it'll all come together and just do what you can. Um, and eventually like this is a transition period. So let's say we we're in this work from home period for an extended amount of time. Eventually everybody's going to get into their routine and it is what it is. What's going to be, I think difficult is when we're going back to work and then we have to get back <laughs> into that transition again of, of driving and that commute uh, back to the office. But uh yeah, I think yeah. that that communication from leadership is very key. Um, so they're hearing it from the top and, um, you know, know that it's okay and they don't have to feel so guilty about, um, you know, uh, not being able to put in the hours during the traditional work, work time. For sure. Awesome. Yeah, All I totally right. empathize with what you're saying. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I don't look forward to and going back to the office is having to wear real pants again. <laughs> I have loved being able to live in my Lululemons over the last six weeks. And I wish that I could just continue with that and just do away with like all of my jeans. Like yep. there's no place in my world for jeans. So. Well, I have a tip for you. Make sure you try on your jeans at least once a week because your pajamas, your Lululemons, they're fooling you. So <laughs> make sure you That's try your jeans tip. on. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into some of these wrap up questions here. Um, so what's your, what would be your number one tip from home? Uh, tip for working from home, uh, whether that's professional or per personal, uh, or it could be a hybrid. Mm -hmm. So I would say build in breaks. Um, I think it's so easy to just be, you know, either sitting, standing or whatever at your computer, and then just realize that eight hours has gone by and you haven't moved, um, which is horrible for like ergonomics and your back and, and everything, your neck and all of that. And so because you don't get the, um, you know, like, get moving from meeting to meeting, getting up and down, 
I think that people just should just be building in like a 15 minute break, but like, you know, every couple of hours. Um, now that the weather is getting nicer, one of the things that I kind of stumbled upon yesterday um, was that just going outside and experiencing like the sun kind of midday makes a huge difference. And it just kind of makes me think back to, you know what, like I used to experience that at work when, you know, at, at lunch, I'd go to the coffee shop or go grab something to eat or whatever it may be. And you get that little bit of fresh air, a little bit of sunshine. Um, and being at home, it's like, well, I'm just going from my workstation to the kitchen and I'm mm. not getting fresh air. So building breaks outside as well has made a huge difference for me. Yeah. That's a good tip. I actually caught my husband this morning. He was just wandering around the backyard in his flip-flops <laughs> and socks. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just taking a break, taking in some vitamin D. I'm like, yeah. that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, so what are you binge watching, uh, whether that's on Netflix or um, Disney Plus channel or uh, <laughs> Crave? Uh, is there anything that you're kind of just being at home, anything you're binge watching and just uh, indulging in? Yeah, so we have kind of gone on this bender of virus-related, pandemic-related <laughs> movies. So in, over the last few weeks, like we've watched Contagion, we've watched Outbreak, we've watched 28 Days Later, we've watched the Matrix trilogy, which is, I, I mean, I guess it's depending on who you talk to, whether or not that's like a virus-related <laughs> uh, movie. And I think we're going to continue on that path and see what other kind of virus-related pandemic movies um, we can we can find to, yeah. to binge on. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. I, I watched Contingent um, two weeks ago, yeah. and I watched it with my with my 10-year-old daughter, and uh, she's like, Mom, some of this stuff is, like, really <laughs> happening. I'm like, I know, it's yeah. kind of crazy. <laughs> I'm like but, like, but we don't, like, think about, about it in the worst way. Like, this is, you know, very extreme, but it yeah. is true. Like, a lot of it is happening. Um, the way that we're seeing COVID-19 yeah. happening. Well, what I love about the Contagion movie is, if you recall, because you just watched it, is the shots that they did of, like, the surfaces that you touch every day. So they yep. would, like, zoom in on the subway, like, handles or, like, the door handles or, like, the um, the counter or, like, the ATM machine. Like, it's just, like, all the things. And it really makes you think about, um, like, how often, like, how we're, we were washing our hands until all of this has happened, right? Yep. Yep. Even touching money, right? Yeah. Money's another like yeah. dirty piece. And I see, I see my kids brought out their piggy banks the other day. <laughs> my, my husband was on this kick of money. We're going to teach them about money and finances. So he gets the kids to bring out their piggy banks. And I see all these coins laying everywhere. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> put those away. Wash those things. Yeah. Lysol. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, what is a book, podcast, or a learning resource that you can recommend uh, for people uh, to, um, you know, continue their learnings, or whether that's around culture, leadership, or HR? Mm -hmm. So one of the books that I've been reading for the last little bit right now is called um, What Works? Gender Equality by Design. And that's just something that I care deeply about and is super relevant to the work that um, our, the people team at Avanti is doing about how to build in um, gender equality into our systems versus just, you know, like thinking about uh, these things and expecting like women to lean in or like, all, you know, all of the stuff that people talk about. Mm -hmm. So how do we build our compensation program? How do we build our recruitment processes? How do we, you know, remove uh, like biases from all of that discrimination from our job postings? Um, so that's been a really interesting book. And I've taken away like so many really great ideas. And I'm only on chapter four. Uh, right now, and I have tons of notes of things that we can implement out of Monty. Um, 
I love podcasts. And so that's kind of what's taking me mm-hmm. so long to get through that book, despite like how much I love it. I just prefer to listen to things. So some of the podcasts that I love um, and I often share with other people and leaders is Radical Candor is a really great one. Um, it's a little bit older. I don't think they release any more new episodes now, but the content that they have is super relevant as well as really digestible. So they're all about, you know, maybe like 15 to 20 minutes long. Um, and they share like stories, real life experiences and takeaways that you can implement for yourself. Um, another one I quite like is called Hello Monday and that's one through LinkedIn. And so they, um, the host, and I forget her name now, but she just interviews with um, various people, like leaders in the tech world. Um, and sometimes it's celebrities and sometimes it's, you know, like it's, it's just a really wide variety of different people that she talks with um, to understand how, you know, the world of work is changing. Um, another one that I could think of is Masters of Scale is a really great one. And then Harvard Business Review has one um, about women at work that I also really quite like. And the last like four or five that I listed, they're all podcasts. And so it's super easy to throw one on and cook dinner or like throw one on and, you know, get ready in the morning. And so they're just really great ways for people to learn, especially at this time. Yeah, absolutely. I've been doing so, a little, some small upgrades in our house here and uh, I put in my headphones, put on a podcast and I demo away, I paint away, whatever <laughs> it is. So easy just to pass the time to and you're not even really thinking about anything. And so, yeah, podcast, I love podcasts or like, um, books on, on tape or whatever, I guess I'm not tape mm-hmm. anymore, but <laughs> I'm dating I myself called, here. <laughs> I think they call them the, the, the millennials call audio books. Oh, there you go. Audiobooks. <laughs> books yeah. on tape. I'm clearly not a millennial. So, <laughs> um, all right. So last question, what is one positive thing you've seen in our social distancing, uh, time period that you always want to remember? Um, I think this is something I want to remember and also like continue doing, um, but it's family and friends Zoom calls. So this is something that I have, like my family has never done in the past, uh, but over the last few weeks, like we've done, like we celebrated my partner's father's 80th birthday and it was like a Zoom call of eight households and it was just a riot. Um, I've done it with my family as well. Uh, and it's just crazy because a lot of like the time um, people, everyone's talking, nobody could hear each other. There's always somebody who all you can see is like their forehead um, or something like some, it's just, it's, it's just so much fun and it's so chaotic um, but it's such a different way to connect and it's not just connecting the people that are you know like closest to me like in within Calgary but we're also including people that are in other provinces and other countries because we can right and it's like man why didn't we do this before like why did we wait for COVID-19 to push us to do something so easy um, but so enjoyable yeah so that's definitely something that um, I will always remember and I want to keep doing for sure yeah have you been taking screenshots of everybody and their yep. Yep. <laughs> their foreheads and <laughs> yeah so my 85 year old grandma we just got her um an iphone um that just connects to wi-fi so she can do like the facetime callings with with everybody um and so it's been a struggle for my family to teach her how to use it like what we've had to do is hide all of the apps and only have the one app that she can click on so that she doesn't get confused. Um, but then she learned how to do that. And we decided to also introduce her to the camera. And so on Sunday, I received a picture from her where it was of uh, the floor and like her pinky toe. Um, so she's starting to learn how to use technology, which is, I don't think we ever would have expected her to, to be able to figure this out. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's hilarious. 
Yep. No, those are funny moments for sure. <laughs> well, Angie, I appreciate you coming on today and sharing your insights and your thoughts and your best practices and your tips and your tricks um, on working remotely. And, um, you know, thank you for taking the time today. We appreciate it. And hopefully we can continue this conversation. Um, maybe we'll do another podcast. <laughs> Sure. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you very much. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in today. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for future episodes. And if you're liking the episodes, don't forget us to give us a five-star rating, but until next time, stay wise, stay connected and stay healthy. Thanks everyone.